0: Hello, dragon tamers, and welcome back to another episode of Enter the Dragonairs. Dan, as always, I am Taco Dog, joined by my wonderful co-host, Jet Force Gemini.
1: I like being wonderful.
0: I also think that you—we should call you Professor Jet Force—because you have taught us a lot along this journey.
1: I, I mean, as long as it's not just you, then I feel like it was all worth it.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, if you're new around here, welcome. We're a podcast that talks about Pokemon Go PvP, specifically in the Sylph Arena Factions weekly wrap-up and preview. If you're not new, well, like I said before, welcome back. So, kind of going back and looking at some news that happened this past week and this upcoming week, we are having Guzzlord, which is supposed to be a monster of of a new Pokemon, seeing as it's very tanky but it doesn't really max out at a, a very high cp as well as teddy ursa community day with the always excellent three times stardust bonus for catching pokemon and we get a brand new uh evolution in ursaluna now as of a couple of hours ago the data mine for ursaluna was put into the game and my goodness the it's gonna be a very spammy boy with its charged moves being fire punch thunder punch and aerial ace and it's it's supposed to have two fast moves but since only one of them is going to be semi-important we're gonna go with tackle and rock smash but nobody really cares about rock smash um if you evolve your ursa ring into an ursa luna during the event you will get access to the new move high horsepower its move its stats have not been pushed yet so we can only wait and see as to how dominating or if this pokemon will be niantic at some point and just kind of thrown into the bin with the rest of the really good pokemon really wish they gave it a different move other than tackle <laughs> and so with those two major with those two major updates Jet, what are your thoughts on the new Guzzlord Ultra Beast that is going to be here for us with us for the next two weeks?
1: It looks super promising, especially for Ultra, but it's just fun to have another new option that you can roll low. Like, obviously, it took me a while to get the Feeny last time, and it actually took a brand-new friend to get the roll right, but <laughs> hopefully this one is a little more forgiving on the... On, uh, how many new friends we have to make to make the thing work in great league
0: <laughs> and the best part is with most of the people wanting to raid this thing really early it should already be in the decks and so you won't have to spend up to a million stardust for a brand new deck's entry right
1: yeah Maybe. and i mean that was that was the nice thing about using GoFest for that a- aside from the the pitfalls of having it be your Day in the park or
0: not, but right. Well, I guess we. I'm, what I'm probably going to be doing is trading with my my best friend. Seeing is that the CP on it is already really low, and I think with best friends the floor is five. So assuming that I'm not lucky friends with some people, thankfully I don't open a lot of gifts, so I don't have that many. I should be okay.
1: Yeah, just just don't look at the math because then you'll psych yourself out about it. Just, just go in and think about it like if you rolled a, a Cresselia or a Tapu Fini low already. Just you're just you're just doing that again. It's no big deal.
0: Oh, that's that's something that's gonna scare me because you know math <laughs> and tacos they don't mix.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's just hard. Like I I already got spoiled because of Discord chats of, of people posting actual percentages for what our chances are on a best friend trade so it's just like spare spare yourself that intimidation factor and just uh, play it cool
0: <laughs> just jump into it <laughs> yeah alrighty I can do that well I guess we should not spend too much time kind of bringing up the Niantic and self PvP news. I will kind of leave it off with this weekend is going to be the San Diego Play Pokemon Regionals. Which, I think this is the first one in California that they're having. Oh, Taco. Maybe. The
1: the registration opens this weekend, but the actual event is is the first weekend of January.
0: Oh, that's right. I'm a week ahead. Like I think I went too far ahead with daylight savings time messing me up. I always think like it's that, like that when they open up registration, it's happening that weekend. I need to stop.
1: No, but I mean, it is it is worth mentioning that they do actually have the, the website up already.
0: So I think if you're in the San Diego area, head out there and you know have a lot of fun, meet some friends,
1: make sure to get your registration in early, just because I know. There's there's quite a few people interested. The the last round there wasn't anything on the west coast aside from Vancouver, so everybody <laughs> kind of right. California is, was looking for another spot and didn't have one. So.
0: And I was also gonna say, and if uh, what's going on with SoCal Swablu having three teams that are really really good. I can only imagine it, like how the PvP scene down there is compared to like the rest of the the major cities.
1: Well, I mean, just to put it in perspective, like when Silf Season One Regionals came around, Southern California had something like half a dozen unique regionals. Oh, it's yeah, like that's they, a lot. they they got smaller after that, just because people moved to other formats but when it was the only PvP around it was pretty cool to be able to go to any of 5 or 6 different locations and have at least 6 round tournaments at all of them
0: yeah that, that's really impressive when we had like in season 1 when my home community hosted our regional we maxed out at 34 but looking at the map the, ne- the closest one well we were the only one in the state of Iowa which was pretty what I thought was pretty cool but then the next closest map or on the radar was about a hundred miles to the east and I think it was in Peoria and then of course you had Chicago that had I think two at the time in that area too so in, in one state you had more than I think the entire Midwest combined. I mean there,
1: there are a lot of people here
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So with that being said, we can go ahead and move into the wrap ups for bout eight and kind of move into some predictions since we are finally in bout nine. We finally made it. Woo!
1: <laughs> it's the final countdown.
0: <laughs> oh darn it, you got me singing. You <laughs> finally got me. <laughs>
1: the right song and everything.
0: Yeah, I didn't mess this one up. 10 Man, points a... for Taco Dog. <laughs> what a
1: what a week, though, about eight. That was...
0: I, I feel really, really, really bad for the teams that are really close and can almost taste promotion, but they're still just kind of fighting for a spot and they need some help from other teams to play spoiler upset. I'm not just talking about our team, the Angry Bottoms, who... We are currently sitting in 8th place, and according to MJ on U- on YouTube, on Twitter, <laughs> whoops, wrong platform, according to him, anyone that is lower than ranked 8 is playing for fun, pride, and or spoilers. So, I'll take that as a bit of a compliment, but first things first, we have to talk about Turtle Squad has a fish- has pretty much clinch their their promotion into iron no one's 100%. going to yeah nobody's gonna adjust that one and then bad mutus has a very high chance of making it even if they lose they the best they'll finish is maybe fourth if stadium elite silver and northeast battlers winter vortex win
1: well only one of them can win because they're playing each other
0: oh that's right I'm looking at the wrong one.
1: Which I mean, that it, it kind of sucks, honestly, for them because <laughs> that's that is the the pair that's playing for a slot, really.
0: Yeah, they're they're playing for, and th- yeah, that's true. They are playing, like you said. And then we have SoCal Swablu, San Diego, playing Bad Mewtwo's. And if SoCal Swablu wins and Bad Mewtwo's lose, loses, then SoCal Swablu can essentially jump into the second or third slot, and Bad Mewtwo's will unfortunately miss out on getting promoted. I think I think the, I
1: think the Turtle Squad and Bad Mewtwo's are set. I think I think they're going up no matter what. It's just SoCal Swablu can throw themselves ahead of the one that doesn't win out of the Northeast Battlers and Stadium Elite.
0: Right. But I also do want to kind of point out that bad Mewtwo's are, only have 98 wins under their belt. And if they lose and, let's say, SoCal Swablu wins and gets to the 21, depending on how, how, um, how much they win by, they can, they can leap over bad Mewtwo's because they'll be tied with 21 points apiece. And then the winner of Nebraska... Nebraska darn it, I just said Nebraska again. The winner of Northridge <laughs> Battlers and Stadium Elite Silver... Can also, since they're also over a hundred wins, they can theoretically jump bad Mewtwo's as well. It, and so,
1: are you, are you sure? Is it? Does it take game points over bout points?
0: I think it does. Cause okay, when, the way I'm kind of looking at it is the battles won is kind of like the the Buckles tiebreaker. Hold on, the gears in my head are turning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can I can wait. I can wait. Okay, so if SoCal Swablu wins and Bad Mewtwo loses, SoCal Swablu will have 21, and they'll jump into second place. And then if Stadium Elite Silver wins, they'll have 21, and they can jump into they can jump into third place. And Bad Mewtwo's will drop to fourth with 21. Oh, I see now. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I see because the error because
1: one is. at least one of Stadium Elite Northeast Battler's and SoCal Swap Blue SD will all have eighteen points still, so it's yeah. it's really what just one of these great teams. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> one of the one of the pairings is going to move up to twenty one. That's a given, and right, everyone else is, is behind that. So
0: right, it's, let's see. And then you have well, Battle Boys could possibly play upset to to kind of throw their hat in the ring and make it really weird, make it like very hard and i don't want to give any throw anything any disrespect towards pioneer valley as well because they're very much in the hunt even though they have 15 points along with battle boys however one thing i also have to point out is our faction or our team the angry bottoms probably have the worst chance the the lowest chance of making it in but i've seen weirder things happen
1: yeah, I think I think we're a little too far behind unless there's some weirdness where upper teams disband again in the in between where we end up getting more potential slots out of open, but I still want to see how how high up we can get.
0: Right. And the good thing is is all well, we can kind of say this a little bit in the angry bottoms faction if we were to win, it would be our best finish record-wise at six and three coming off of a five and four record last time so that's kind of where where i think when if we win i'm still going to consider the season a, or the the cycle a success
1: i mean i i am calling it a success already just because we've been <laughs> a, a much more consistent team i think than than last cycle
0: right right and so kind of you know it's kind of ironic. This whole this whole cycle, I've been saying I didn't like uh, academy teams, and for our last bout, we have an academy team that we have to face. I mean, we, we've, just like, we've
1: we've handled a, a few academy teams. It just it is what it is,
0: right? I just didn't think we'd be fighting so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, when half of the tier is academy teams, it's hard to avoid, <laughs> right? Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it just goes to show you that these academy teams. Even though they're they're very tough, they they've been fighting their way just like everyone else. To kind of kinda of be towards the top middle. And I don't think we have any academy teams at the bottom, correct me if I'm wrong. The lowest one I'm seeing is Hear Me Pyroar. I think that's the Academy team for the Queen Bees, if I'm not mistaken.
1: I mean pogo raiders too is right down there also.
0: Oh that's right, I forgot about them. <laughs> right, there they are. Okay. And then there's the Beginner to Winner Part 2 with almost as many battles won as us. So, kind of going back, we can look at our at our team that we're following with Hear me Pyroar, who unfortunately gave up a 2-0. And then No,
1: they they took a 2-0. That one was a at the end of the bout it was unplayed. It was a 0-0, oh. so they got adjusted for failure to Get
0: the mouse okay. done. <laughs> okay, I was thinking because yeah, I thought that was weird because of they both had set a lineup. So yeah, kind of looking at I'm good going to jump right into the what's the word I'm looking for the primeval slots. Snow Miss Soup brought a double ice double ice core, but was un- unfortunately unable to pull off uh, the was able to pull off a victory. However, kind of looking at the Alolan Muk Muck and Galvantula. With a tapu fini, I think is a really nice, a really nice core in itself,
1: especially still
0: alongside
1: the the frost Last, Credili, very very central meta.
0: Right, I think that this one was probably aligned with rock paper scissors, and then you had kind of pseudo wudo and and frost Last get, putting a lot of pressure.
1: I mean, I, <laughs> I I had looked at this one a little beforehand, and this particular matchup is a a player that likes to bring Tyrant. And I think they construct (laughs) their team so that Tyrant gets to play also.
0: Oh. (laughs) And I I I suspect
1: that that's exactly what happened here.
0: Tyrant got to play, and I guess Tyrant went to town with that strong jaw of of his.
1: Yeah, the the Dragon Tail, Dragon Claw is, is just bread and butter even with a tapu Fini, you would have to get that lined up exactly because mm-hmm. frost gotcha. frost isn't safe because he's also got the the ancient power
0: give me my omni boost <laughs> yeah
1: the, the lesser the lesser omni boost compared to in battles past
0: oh yeah don't remind me and then kind of looking at the next slot quags brings in Once again, brought in another double ice, but used Lapras and Celio. However, on the other side, that you also had a double ice, double or no, double ice, triple dragon core. And I think with the amount of ice on Quags Goyo, kind of scared the dragons a little bit because unfortunately, not all of them could come out to play. But I think in that matchup, you had to bring like your tankiest boys to outlast the dragon breath damage.
1: You do have the advantage too of scaring off the avalug because the two ices that you do have are both water ices
0: but avalug's a pure ice type no
1: exactly so the fact that it has ice fang as a lot of its main damage is a little scary when it could be double resisted by those two and then also a lantern another another just single (laughs) resist so yeah, like as as juicy as the Altaria looks, it's a lot harder to bring.
0: Gosh, I see what I see what you mean. And then of course the Avalug could kind of be a little bit happy about seeing Cradley on the other side and getting matched up against it. Yeah, so I, I, I do I man. do
1: wonder if they tried at one point just to do a, a triple dragon just to see how much Dragon Breath can get away with.
0: A lot. And the, the answer is with my Taco Mat a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and of course, one of them being Haxorus, you also have the benefit of Dragon Tail or Counter.
0: I think in this matchup, you would probably want to bring Counter for the Snorlax, Cradley, and depending on how much damage is on these two other Pokemon, Lapras and Celio, because I know you'll deal super effective damage, but you also get super effective damage done to you.
1: Yeah, I suspect they probably just outlast even with counter, because Haxorus is just so squishy. I
0: yeah, this Haxorus and well, I said this I said this last week, but Haxorus and Gudra, in my opinion, are more Ultra League and Master League mons, because they have such high power. But when you put them in the Great League, they're j- I think they're just so squishy that I don't think it's they're worth using. With that being said, though, I have both of them built.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's really just to say that, for the most part, Dragonair and Altaria are going to get you the distance. And Haxorus and Scudra are more niche.
0: Right. And like you said, they, they will definitely be... Uh, you'll get more mileage out of Altaria and Dragonair, because, well, Al- Dragonair is a middle evolution, and Altaria is a just in like going back to the main series game it's more bulky than anything so you can fit more, more more like defense and HP to where you really don't need that high of an attack stat but having one anyway is pretty neat
1: well there you're, you're just getting the benefit of Dragon Breath being a quality move
0: that's true Dragon Breath is such a great move like I would probably go on record to say it's one of the best moves in the game just for damage we don't if you're running dragon breath you're not i don't think you're really concerned with energy generation as much as like just knocking your opponent out
1: especially in a matchup like this where it's all unresisted dragon breath there's there's no fairies in sight
0: curse you fairies i sound like crocker for a second the fairies
1: i mean we don't we don't speak ill of the fairies in this house (laughs)
0: <laughs> i don't like fairies okay <laughs>
1: they're just uh, they're, they're weird did they did they kick your dog <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe even though the great league spot didn't get played and there was just a two zero i do want to say that there was a lorantis brought on one side and a voldemort pokemon in Basiodon brought on the other side
1: Wait, just just for the record, which one's the Voldemort? <laughs> Bastodon. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> I mean, you could make a case for Defense Deoxys or Scrafty.
0: Yeah, but with Defense Deoxys or Scrafty, you have to know when you're going to throw like a Psycho Boost or like Bait with a Power-Up Punch or a Foul Play. With Bastodon, you just tap, 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 and it's dead because you can't hit me for worth of anything
1: and that's a Voldemort Pokemon
0: yeah I don't like it so I will say the Pokemon that shall not be named okay okay all right <laughs> I was I'm just I was just trying to
1: get there I was like so he's bald he's kind of snake does it look like
0: he has a nose <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it's no face
0: <laughs> It's just a wall and I hate walls. Like ah
1: Yeah, and yeah, it's 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 pretty polarizing just because uh, the fact that it can show up on teams means you you need to be able to deal with it.
0: I know. I don't have well, I I have Flygon to deal with it, but you know, the 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 matchups itself are very hit or miss. I won't even I won't even try to try to bait with dragon claw i will go straight earth power on that thing i mean that that one yeah
1: that one that one i think uh you're pretty safe that one is a is a clear cut for flygon
0: okay so if i see bastiodon i'm allowed to use flygon just don't bother bringing it against me i will eat it for breakfast however looking back at the other matches (laughs) and the other pokemon both teams brought in scrafty and altaria and then looking at the lorantis that superpower is very scary
1: well the leaf blade is extra scary because he's got double mud boy
0: right and one of the, and swamper is a shadow of all things so you just see a blade of grass and it goes bye bye
1: yeah you ha- yeah think. you have you have a couple natural counters in Trevenant and Altaria but to have essentially a four2 here in favor of Larantis, like it doesn't get much better than that for Larantis. <laughs>
0: Yeah, when when I see a lineup like that, you, or looking at this lineup, you know, Lorantis is definitely going to be coming out to play, and possibly paired up with the Galarian Stunfist to kind of shore up the Basiodon and Altaria matchup, or Defense Deoxys for the for the Rock Slide, it, depending if it did have Rock Slide.
1: It, I mean, it does get a little tricky just because I don't know that there's anything that will cover Altaria and Trevenant. On its own. Like, uh, Altaria obviously has the mirror and is, for most IVs, good against Trevenant. And mm-hmm. Galarian Stunfisk is kind of the opposite, where the Trevenant matchup is basically a wash and obviously pretty strong against Altaria. So.
0: Do you think in this matchup, for like Alola Ninetales that we haven't talked about, you think Powder Snow might be the play?
1: I did think about that just because that would then be an option for covering both it just
0: but then you would lose your scrafty it, uh, you yeah it makes it, it
1: makes it a little bit worse against crafty but i think the only downside would be would be like if if it somehow got caught out with with a on like that's obviously always bad but extra bad if you're revealing tech like a like a powder snow variant
0: yeah that that's a fair assumption so I'm wondering I think maybe, if, if you were gonna
1: go that route, maybe that is your lead option.
0: And like hope that they switch out before you before you before you're able to reveal the fast move?
1: More so it, it has pretty great matchups against anything not named Bastion. So you actually get to outpace <laughs> pretty much right. everything and you get to get those weather balls out and when, when you go Power Snow, the default is then the Dazzling Gleam, so yeah, you have to charge up a little bit more for this Crafty, but it's not like you lose instantly or anything like that.
0: Right, and then you can also you can still bait with Weatherball if you so choose.
1: And, and that's a matchup where baiting with Weatherball is not as bad as when you're in the historically worst trade-offs against some of the strict water types, which this opposing team didn't have any so again this, this is one of those interesting scenarios where powder snow nine tails honestly is, is looking really good
0: that that's true and i think well i like running powder snow over charm on my nine tails it's just i like getting out getting to spam moves out faster than you know just hitting hard i've got other pokemon on my team to do that so I think this very easily could have been a 3-0 instead of the 2-0 had they played.
1: I mean, they they still need to come up with a couple more points overall, but yeah, I, I, I do like the matchup a lot, and maybe, maybe it is a good thing <laughs> that it wasn't that close because it would have been extra frustrating then to miss a point for that reason. Right. Like, it, it feels weird that... You don't get the full slots worth of points if someone just refuses to
0: play. <laughs> right? That's just you know things ha- or like what did I say? Life happens, and I, I understand that. So I think that this was this is an unfortunate one, but I really would have liked to see this to see this matchup play out.
1: Yeah, I mean, also it's it's always nicer to have the matches play than not, and uh, otherwise I don't know why you're here.
0: (laughs) Right, and well, one thing is, I know it is a nine week nine week commitment, and then you can use your alternate so you like however you can. Um, The only thing I'll probably say is if you're in a spot and having trouble. As long as you communicate with like your captain or their captain, something can at least be done so that you guys are able to play. Also, shifting gears for a second, in the Celestial one, the winner used Flygon, because Flygon's on the team, so I just want to put the obligatory Flygon, Flygon post out there.
1: Fly, flying the Wigglytuff Warriors flag just quickly.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, hear me Pyroar. We love you. We picked you to follow throughout the season. Y'all have done an amazing job. But you went up against Flygon and didn't take the points home, so I'm I'm sorry for that.
1: They took one. They gave me proud of that.
0: Okay, fine. So with kind of open tiers, I would say like open tiers, Wild West of shenanigans and buffoonery. Are you ready to move on to Iron Tier? Uh,
1: I mean, just the one thing I was going to point out really quickly is the match that I had said was going to be one to watch and one I was super curious about with the turtle squad playing stadium lead silver they, they blew them away and that like i i'm still i'm still trying to understand how that ended up so one-sided
0: one thing i will point out is the master league slot had a three-zero with staff correction so there was a dispute there but it looks like they were able to pull away with timeless and timeless and both sorceress
1: so the the um, non prime evil
0: yeah they were the ones that kind of stole the show because they were they were deadlocked at in the primeval with Enha bringing in the trusty Tapu Fini and Latios of all Pokemon. My goodness, how'd they get a Latios at to be under Greatly?
1: They were in boxes, so you had to low roll one of those.
0: Oh, I, was, I thought they were gonna be like a research breakthrough or something.
1: Right. That that's that's what I'm talking about.
0: Oh, because I have a shadow. I have a shadow one, but that's the only one that I can kind of actually. I can power it. I can power it up to 1,500, and I'm definitely using it for the t- Rocket Go event to take off frustration. Yeah, I Doing was.
1: It. I was also too slow on mine, so I didn't get mine in time to TM it.
0: I wonder if Latios will be good in Willpower Cup. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> another, next, episode, time, next episode. Another time. My goodness. Enhop went to town with the, the Legendaries. That is so much Stardust to use. Like, just for the second move, 300,000.
1: Yeah, with the Red also. I mean, it's, it's just... Yeah. It's probably overall less investment than making any of the XL stuff. I mean, Primeval is not an XL meta for the most part, but... When you're when you're just right, comparing that's... great league builds, the legendary is usually cheaper than some of the other XL stuff.
0: Right, I was just talking about to double move in general. Yeah,
1: opportunity cost. <laughs>
0: right, and so kind of looking at the turtle squad versus stadium League, kind of diving into the three O's for a second. The only thing that sticks out at me is Jamie from Palette brought a Dunsparce, which I haven't seen on a lot of teams. And I think with rollout to threaten the Ariados, Alola Ninetales, and Frostlast, kind of opened the door a little bit for Hop the Dubwool. All Dubwools <laughs> will now be named Hop from this point forward. <laughs> or Hypno or Beedrill to kind of like run wild a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think you're I think you're on the right track, especially with Dunsparce where the rock slide drill run coverage is super solid across the board. And then yeah, with with the redundant drill run off of a shadow B drill, you got you got a lot to keep track of there.
0: Right. That that's why I think the that Frankie T fifty two was kind of I think was a little bit overwhelmed on this one, just wondering like where's the play coming from? And Jamie capitalized on that really well.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean, it is—it's—it's least... it's really. How do I say this? It's—it's it's really um, encouraging, I guess, to see mostly what are thought of the, as the the safe meta picks just get bowled over by a Dunsparce.
0: Dunsparce for president, twenty twenty four. I'm calling it now, or not.
1: <laughs> hey, maybe he'll get an evolution.
0: Oh, please. If he, if he got an evolution in the Paldea region, I will love it. I will love it forever.
1: Um, Moving on down the list, just to do a quick sweep of open tier. The, looks like really the only significant up match was uh, Battle Boys over the other Northeast Battlers team. The
0: Shuckle Chuckers? Yeah. Yeah, looking at that one too. However, that Battle Boys needed to win that one to stay in contention. And the Shucklechuckers are, yeah, they were also in the, they were also in the twelfth, like the twelfth, and with four wins. So, but it's, it says that they have some staff corrections, so we can take a look at that for a second. We had one in Celestial, and I think this one they just they had their number being swept in Primeval, both Primeval slots and Timeless.
1: I'm the only win coming in the Open Great League. Yeah. This time the Bastiodon won out.
0: <laughs> oh no, I should not say I should not do this, but the Nightmare Fuel Shuckle Chuckers have won with the Pokémon that shall not be named.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: That's okay. Bastiodon, we love you. I also don't like you at the same time, but we put we we put up with you.
1: My mama don't like you, and she likes everyone. <laughs>
0: Now that's a song I don't like either.
1: <laughs> uh, Iron Time?
0: Alrighty. That one you won't get me to break out in a song and dance on. I'll say that right now. So best of luck to the final eight teams in, that are fighting for a spot for promotion. My hats go off. That It's sad that only four of y'all can advance, but my hat goes off to each one of the teams that have made it this far to stay in contention. And, and- to the Turtle Squad... Y'all, y'all are going to do some great things in the upper tiers.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where they end up landing after next cycle, especially.
0: Right. Alrighty. So now we can kind of move on into Iron Tier. And we have the championship match actually taking place this week with...
1: Misubi and Peter boor <laughs>
0: Wrong championship match. But those teams have unfortunately been... Are, are locked into a relegation spot. And since they're at the lowest tier already, that isn't open, they're going to go straight into open. I was mainly talking about Rock, Paper, Slark, and Brave Nerds. Because the winner of that match is going to get promoted to bronze tier and skip copper tier altogether.
1: Yeah, they're, they're neck and neck. They're legit tied.
0: Yeah. And then we have... Oh, this is this is actually pretty a pretty um, what's I'm looking for a pretty interesting matchup. So, if Mazer and Mighty Thunder Ducks win their bouts, they're gonna be in the top four to get promoted, and Sharks and Wreck is unfortunately staying behind. However, if Sharks and Wreck wins, and if either Mighty Thunder Ducks or Mazer loses, then depending on how well sharks and rec won by they will jump into that final final promotion spot
1: yeah they're they're literally right in between both teams as far as overall battle wins so if they can tie up that bout score they'll be in a good spot
0: right and it's kind of fitting to see that the two top teams are getting to fight in the last bout to determine who's like the the, who are winning so the stakes are definitely on the line in this one
1: I mean, it's it's a cool coincidence that you get down to the ninth bout and you have two 80 teams that are finally playing each other.
0: That's that's the story we wanted. Till that's the story we wanted. You know, it's a great matchup.
1: Who do we got to look into? A sad this week.
0: Though, I was gonna say I'm a little sad. I was looking at Spiel team. I'm a little sad that they lost despite winning the primeval slots with to two, but it looks as though the celestial cup or the celestial match was the final, the final decider, the final piece.
1: Sphile team has had so many close losses.
0: <laughs> I, I feel for this team, I really do, and not just because they had an awesome logo and then they changed it to something more menacing. But unfortunately, Sfield team is in a must-win scenario to. And kind of stave off relegation and they couldn't have picked a more a bit uh, a more I'm not gonna say desperate because that's a bad word um, a more worthy opponent
1: they, yeah they <laughs> I, I was just gonna say they have a difficult final opponent here
0: there we go that's the word that's their final boss yeah and they have to win to stay in contention to stay in iron tier and possibly dash Mazer Gaming's hope of w- of getting promoted or they lose and they risk getting they risk getting demoted if Frostrass or the Oklahoma City Shell Smashers win
1: I will say it looks okay. good for them for that not happening
0: it does however with the way things have kind of been with Iron Tear being so up and down I wouldn't leave anything up to chance
1: yeah. Should we look at Celestial for the Spiel Team matchup here?
0: I was already looking at pull it. I already had it pulled up.
1: Just because it was, it was the only sweep out of the entire bout, right?
0: Right. Because everything else was like a 2-1, two, 1-2, one, one, two, back and forth type of thing. But one thing that kind of stuck out to me was the Miltank... X. am sure this Skarmory is an XL Skarmory. The Miltank, Skarmory, and then they also brought in Dialga, Regirock... Shadow Drapion and Gyarados. On paper, this team looks all over the place.
1: I mean, you, you do have the poster boy for Ultra League with the Shadow Drapion.
0: Yeah, it but is... there's no flag on on each of the teams.
1: <laughs> it is one of the few builds without Cresselia. That one, the, the Cress plus Reggie, has been super common.
0: Right, and I think our teammate has kind of fought their fair share of it as well. I'm kind of thinking in this matchup, you go bite Drapion. For the fast move pressure, because you already have you have you have rollout rollout mill tank lock on regirock Rock and of course Dragon Breath Dialga that does one thing that mainly does one thing, which is build up to Iron Head and launch Draco Meteor.
1: I'm I'm not sure. I don't know the the benefit. I don't know like the pros and cons of of bite for or poison sting for drapeon especially in Ultra. But mm-hmm. the Skarmory is really standing out to me as fairly unan- fun <laughs> fairly unanswered outside of a uh, the Samurott hydro cannon spam
0: or green it with Crunch. <laughs> you yeah, have to pick something.
1: But I mean, like, just it's it's just so safe and steady. And I think when there's a, a pivot that that's re- that is that reliable, that's that's where the games get dicey. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think with custom approach, kind of thinking outside the box and bringing a Skarmory like that, it definitely was a great play on their part. Because especially with the Gyarados, if it ran Dragon Breath, you threatened the Shadow Dragonite and the Dragalge together. Yeah, especially because. you also threatened Cresselia.
1: (laughs) Especially because the Dragalge, its spammy move is also a water move, so that doesn't go as far i resist it yeah i mean obviously the dragon tail still and dragon breast still chip but when you're getting hit for super effective back it's not as fun
0: right man i would have loved to get into the minds of both teams to see like what they thought oh well we can only <laughs> we can only uh, we can only theory craft and put the tinfoil hats on
1: I, I like I like our theory crafting though just for for finding the various angles
0: right then you know maybe if somebody's out there kind of thinking oh my gosh I never looked at it that way I think we did a good job call it a, a quest for knowledge I guess
1: well and and just it's it's a little bit of, of empathy too of, of putting yourself into both of the driver's seats at the same time
0: that's fair yeah so you have me that's attempting to look at it one way and then you're either like well actually what about this way or taco let's be honest that's completely wrong um, <laughs> that's just how i'm thinking
1: i don't know you you clue me in just because you're drawn to different things than i am right away and so you get to set up a, a little bit different framework and i think having multiple viewpoints are always going to make a matchup more dynamic to do some theory crafting around
0: right so about that piece of paper that I brought, we brought up a couple of weeks ago. I'm not making a circle of a circle of suck this time because this is too difficult right now.
1: I, I mean, I think we did a pretty good job of, of lining out who needs to win this one. Right. This one, this clear cut, like,
0: right? And I thought that like even though there's less teams, the 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 matchups itself are just so. I think they, they matter a little bit more than just a Swiss style because it's like oh we could have won here but not here we should have won here and we wouldn't be in this position or I think like in the top team's case we're just like hey fancy meeting you here oh yeah likewise so winner takes all right no, Yep.
1: I also see that Mr. Dr. Pants benefited from a from a 0 oh did they yeah
0: oh Another one of those. Good, good, good most, on you, Doctor Pants.
1: Most likely just didn't want to play. <laughs> That's they, okay. They they made a team and everything, but you don't coordinate.
0: The legend of the Mister Doctor Pants grows.
1: A win's a win.
0: <laughs> right, and I mean a fifteen to five win is still better than nothing. So, I honestly thought we'd spend a little bit more time on iron.
1: Uh, should we Should we poke around for? I mean. <laughs> We could, we could talk about Rock, Paper, Slark because that one is also pretty... That's a, that's a surprisingly one-sided matchup there, I think.
0: Right. And then I'm kind of looking, trying to find to see if anybody brought something different. But actually, the only thing I could really pop out was the Timeless and Sorceress got swept again. And then there was a three zero due to staff corrections. I guess one person just didn't reach out.
1: Well, that one that one can also just be a dispute, right? Of more so, already, yeah, it could of any be. kind.
0: Right, and I'm not sure what the arena team does with like warnings and infractions, but I think if you get if they get awarded a 3 i o, I'm gonna say that it's they've probably been warned before or maybe or something or the three o side just
1: like, side just actually earned the wins is is what I'm saying.
0: Okay, okay. I was like, well, in that master league slide, I'm interested that they brought a Palkia
1: as opposed to a Dialga.
0: I'm. What does Palkia even? Uh, what moves does Palkia even have in Pokemon Go?
1: It gets that Aqua Tail, and then and then and then the other nukes. <laughs> so like the the standard raid kit Palkia with Draco Meteor, Dragon
0: Breath, Dragon Tail. Draco Hydro Meteor, Pump. Aqua Tail, Fire Blast, Hydro Pump. Yeah. Okay. So maybe Aqua Tail and Aqua Tail and Draco Meteor?
1: I think, I think usually yeah. It's it's pretty one dimensional compared to Dialga where it's Iron Head and one or the, the two. Palkia, I guess you could possibly go the Fire Blast route, but I feel like that is less common.
0: I mean, I would say, with well, with the amount of steals in the format, like your Metagross, Melmetal, and then Excadrill and Swine, I think Fire Blast would be a good nuking option.
1: Uh, yeah, it, it does give you a way out where you would otherwise be walled, a, apart from something like a Primarina where you literally just can't hit it for neutral.
0: Yeah, we don't talk about fairies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I just bring it up because there is a Primarina on the other team.
0: I, I see that too that's i never thought primaria would be considered such a good pokemon but here we are
1: well it's it's, it's that that water fairy typing really even if you don't quite have the the uber tier stats of of legendary even, even just getting that combination of typings and charm which everyone knows is a fair and balanced move it's
0: the most fair and balanced move of all time. Yeah, exactly. But what can you do, right?
1: I mean, they they did rebalance Razor Leaf down, so it's it it could still happen sometime.
0: <laughs> as long as they don't do a CP rebalance, I'm good with that.
1: No, they they can't at this point anymore. There was there was a time and place for that, and I I think they're well past it.
0: That's fair. And then. Well, of course, you had in the sorceress slot another Dunsparce popped up.
1: This time on the on the O of the O3. Oh, sorry, no, it's on really? both teams. <laughs> it's on, it's on both. Was, yeah, my view was obstructed.
0: Oh, that's what we're gonna chalk it up to. <laughs> that's okay. And so with that though, I guess Dunsparce is getting some good some good time in.
1: Yeah, some 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 well earned victories. <laughs> I do also. This is this is one of the few Azumarill I've seen as well on the winning side. Oh, for for little oh, yeah. little, little winery.
0: She brought and Azumarill, which in a in a meta dominated by poison, I'm surprised. I, I did not think that would be the play.
1: I mean, and like whenever you have a meta with frostlass at the middle of it, I think Azumarill is, is always going to be a workable option.
0: Yeah, that that is completely fair.
1: And this this was also one of the few that there's no Alolan right at all. <laughs> but it was it was yeah. it was definitely something that both teams were ready to see.
0: So, uh, yeah, that is true. So, uh, I think with yeah, cuz everyone else kind of ran pretty solid lines. Oh, there's a bulky boy, tongue, and Open Great Lake. Quag- I'm not Quagsire really beat the Whizcash
1: kind of... in. Uh... What's that? I said Quagsire beat the Whizcash in Timeless.
0: Yeah, that is that is a very interesting one. Well, I think. I don't know about you, but I like Quagsire over Whizcash.
1: I, I appreciate the the Mud Bomb spam out of Whizcash. It's, it's a more immediate ground type than Quagsire because you have to get to the Earthquake to do any kind of real ground damage. But Stone—I mean, Stone Edge and Earthquake are fantastic moves. They just are a little harder to get to sometimes.
0: Right, and I think, especially with Quagsire, if you get to the Sludge Bomb, and if you catch a Grass type uh, sleeping, you're gonna, you could possibly flip the entire the entire match of the entire match against your opponent onto your side because all the momentum is now going to be on your side.
1: Or the other the other version that I think works here as well is if you don't need the ground damage as much specifically you can get away with something like an acid spray stone edge combination where until you see the quagsire's moveset you're pretty safe to shield whatever it throws because you really don't want to take even neutral stone edge or earthquake but right shielding the acid spray feels extra bad
0: then like you get you get your your deal debuff two stages and you're you ha- basically have to switch out but you want to make a play to win the lead or the switch advantage or keep switch advantage so a lot of things will start to happen and i think by the time that you're ready to kind of come back and fight it can possibly be at another move and ready to go
1: yeah I, I like mud boys in general though any well anything outside of Swampert is, is, is nice to see it's, it's a little bit of a different style
0: I think we all can agree that Swampert is the the overall mud boy champion but when Swampert's not allowed or can't be used because he's like restricted Whiskash and Swam- and Whiscash and Quagsire kind of kind of mop up the rest of the place
1: Yeah, and and I mean, in general, it it blows my mind that, once again, these two Timeless teams were so similar. Like, starting with the starter pick, which was Samurott on both sides, which is also, I think, slightly unusual, but the whole supporting cast is is very steady, I think, for Timeless in general.
0: Right, I think after the the Samurott display that we saw in the last chance qualifier at the Worlds tournament, Kind of had everybody looking back at their Swampert or Swampert, Samurott. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, this thing has Fury Cutter." And hey, it starts with a Swampert, Samurott. You know, two S's. I see it, and I just go, "Oh yeah, that's what my brain's gonna do."
1: <laughs> We're talking about a water type that people like to use. Of course, it's Swampert.
0: <laughs> yeah, but with the the Fury Cutter move, kind of charging it moves fast and getting to your Hydro Cannon and Mega Horn. You essentially have two very strong moves in itself, and I think that is kind of the the overall play to kind of use there. Oh, it also can learn Blizzard, which and Razor Shell. I don't know why you'd want to use it, but
1: it has, I think it has a deep chance associated with it. It's it's not like a it's it's not as worthwhile when you compare like the Blaziken with the Blaze Kick because that one is. Enough cheaper than, than than the actual blast burn or any of its other nuke moves that it makes sense to use. Whereas with the hydro cannon, it's this it's the same cost energy wise.
0: Oh, and it's, it's a shame that Samurott's the only Pokemon that can use Razor Shell because that fifty percent chance to debuff your opponent defense one stage that could be really useful in certain scenar- scenarios, like you were saying.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it it is a move. Along with Blaze Kick, that I hope gets a little bit wider availability, where it was—it's—it's it's kind of a secondary signature move as it stands, and there are other Pokemon that learn it. So come on,
0: <laughs> <laughs> do something! But you know, Niantic will eventually fix it, maybe, or give Hisui and Samurott the Razor Shell move. And say, look, we gave it another move, or we gave another Pokemon the move. Oh god, I,
1: I just, I just really hope they fix the final turn, or sorry, final Pokemon lag turn bug fixed because that one is actually game breaking, or sorry, match changing. And it's it sucks that it's just state of the game.
0: <laughs> yeah, but what can you do, right?
1: Yeah, well, and that—that's I mean. That's why like, it's frustrating. Is there's there's no way to play around it except don't have one Pokemon. I was gonna say Pokemon not what can left. you do,
0: but <laughs> I was gonna say not what can you do, but like this is the same company that couldn't get the quillfish to stop looking like it's staring into my soul and not moving for a couple of for a couple of weeks. Two dimensional pufferfish
1: in a three dimensional world.
0: And then they also had the the Halloween Pokemon, the costume Halloween Pokemon that you pointed out just not moving at all. So, the only thing I'm going to say is Niantic's going to Niantic, and we're going to be along for the ride. Uh,
1: yeah, and I'm, I'm not sure if I'm scared or happy that there's a new season starting before the San Diego Regional, because that that's going to come with some shake-ups, I'm sure.
0: I think that with, well, it depends on when it does get released. Like, you had... There was... I don't remember which one, but Toxapex was allowed in in the... the re, I think it was in the Peoria Regional first, because it had been out for a couple of days. But there was one Pokemon that was released, I think, in the Balt, before the Baltimore Regional, and it was not allowed... Because it had only been out for a day before the regional had closed. And so people couldn't kind of like fit it on their team and kind of go from there.
1: As far as the last news blurb that I saw as far as adding new Pokemon, I think they've pretty much said any new stuff is fine. And they still just have the Galarian birds that are out for the most part.
0: Gotcha. Alrighty then.
1: And then I think maybe there were some of the Pokemon that are like trade down ones, but that could have changed by now too.
0: Okay, I, th- I see what you're, I see what you're you're saying. So the,
1: the account manipulating hatches ones.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, the one the the I will kind of put that in kind of the kind of thinking outside the box a little bit, but I think we should kind of move on into copper because there was a lot happening and now there's not a lot happening and now there's a lot happening again so
1: did, did have we a gotten little, a, a bit of a closer match that? up here overall
0: yeah so team beginner to winner has all but locked up their punch their ticket into silver however the switch masters are right on their tail. They're 13 wins down from them.
1: Uh, that's so crazy to me that <laughs> they can have the same faction points and be 13 battles different.
0: Right. And kind of looking at the way that things are set up, Switchmasters is fighting Testudo kills that is fighting to stave off relegation, and Team Beginner to Winner. Is fighting Wu Tangala clan, another team that is in danger of getting relegated. And so this will kind of be like a winner take all type scenario. But the thing I want to kind of point out to you is the Utah Pokemon Rangers 7 Deadly and the 7 Deadly Simps matchup, or the, those two matchups, because Fletch and Relistory is fighting Pokemon Rangers this week, and 7 Deadly Simps is fighting Silph League San Antonio. If Utah Rangers lose and 7 Deadly Simps win, 7 Deadly Simps will overtake that fourth slot to get promoted into bronze, or if Utah Rangers win, they lock up the final spot. So there's there's like th- three? There's three different scenarios that are happening here. Three or four. This is another and one I'm of those... I'm honestly here for this chaos. <laughs>
1: this is another one of those situations where I'm like, okay... Have we gotten to the spot where we have fewer teams going up and down, or is it still four on each end?
0: So this is the one, no, so this is the one where the last four will get relegated to iron. Which I think is kind of neat.
1: I'm looking at the about page, the only one that I still see four on is platinum and iron. Oh. So copper has three that go down. Four that stay and three that go up in the same for bronze same for bronze.
0: Oh that's right. The the copper and bronze do the three. I keep thinking it's four for some reason.
1: <laughs> well, and then as soon as you get to this is just a reminder for everyone is is that as soon as you then get up to bronze, you have the last team goes down to iron, and then the other two just ah, go down one.
0: okay, I see. Yeah. So don't come in last place.
1: <laughs> you yeah, don't do it. You don't want to go back <laughs> there.
0: <laughs> what's, what's what? Well, you guys have been kind of following along. What's been going on in Iron and Open tier? No, thank you. Yeah, that
1: No, place, no, that place is nutty.
0: And so, kind of looking at it, I think that Team Beginner to Winner and the Switch Masters will lock up the one-two spot, and Team Beginner to Winner can, will move on into the silver but actually no 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 butts on this one <laughs> i was gonna say that no
1: butts, only coconuts
0: exactly my thing's not working so i'm gonna pull up lyle jeffs here we'll pick on them <laughs>
1: <laughs> how did how did how did lyle jeffs do in, in bout eight
0: lyle <gasps> jeffs won lyle Jeffs took to over one. a
1: new slot
0: i know how dare they how dare he
1: moving over to open great league Winning.
0: Jet, you're gonna have to Well, I guess after losing three three bouts in the primeval slide, they were probably thinking maybe it's time to move you somewhere else.
1: He he only lost once.
0: Uh no. He lost three times. He lost in about five, six, and seven.
1: Hmm. Only one loss in my heart.
0: Okay. It's <laughs> okay, the Lyle Jeffs fan club here is going strong. But I think with the uh, Shadow Lull and Marowak, was just able to clean up shop. Of course, Shadow Lull and Marowak, Venusaur, and Azumarill, or something along those lines. Which is,
1: I mean, it's 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 such a weird split for Azumarill into this other team because you've got two of its hardest counters in Venusaur and Toxapex, and you also are looking at Umbreon and Metacham and Frostlass, which you deal with pretty well, but <laughs> then. Pre marina showing up in open, nice. great league.
0: Primarina, stay in Master League. That's where you belong.
1: I mean, I am slightly terrified of when it gets Hydro Cannon, because charm plus Hydro Cannon.
0: Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that day. And I think that we should not entertain that idea.
1: <laughs> it doesn't exist. Can't hurt you, it doesn't exist.
0: Exactly, but I think I think the best answer here for the Umbreon was probably going to be that Azumarill.
1: Yeah, Venusaur and G-Fist do okay also.
0: Right, but at least like with uh, Azumarill, the play rough can threaten the Metachamp really well too. Also, I may or may not have built a a um, what's the word I'm looking for a Great League Primarina myself, but. We're not gonna talk about that.
1: I think I have a couple that are just sitting as pop Leo's where they will be good eventually. It's it's just I don't I don't count on my ability to get more of them by the time the community rolls around, or I just I like to have a certain quality banked for the move and not need to catch them on the day.
0: <laughs> right. But I've got I've got some good ones that I'll be using. I, I, got, I already evolved my 90 my 98 percenter. I've been slowly building her up to master league levels of shenanigans.
1: Mm. Yeah, I uh, I'm still actively hunting a Hundo. Or I think my best are still. I've gotten like all the different permutations of 96, but not better than <laughs> that. I'm just like I, I I know a better one is gonna. Show up, <laughs> just not yet.
0: Nah, never happening. Just, just get used to it. I
1: do think this matchup, before we move on, really just came down to Lyle Jeffs managing that Toxapex
0: Yeah, I definitely would say that that was the clear winner on this one too. But good job, Lyle Jeffs. You're back in the win column, but this you're in the uh... wrong slot. So.
1: But speaking of slots, how did how did Primeval look?
0: remival was three was like t- was like was tied 3-3 three, three across the board the only pokemon that kind of strikes my my eye is the shiftree and the greedent mm. now considering i fought a shiftree last week or 2 weeks ago it was very satisfying to see it say hi shiftree bye shiftree
1: and-, and
0: i landed it i don't know what i landed it with
1: it looks like it was Part of why that was the one slot that they took the win in.
0: Yeah, because Shiftry is really good. It's very scary with an energy advantage. It can't take a hit to save its life, though.
1: No, it's it's one of those and one of those special Pokemon that has attack and HP weight, but the HP doesn't account for much when you have no defense.
0: <laughs> What's defense?
1: This guy don't have got it.
0: But when you kind of look at it. The Foul Play, assuming that it has an energy advantage, threatens your Frostlass. Of course, Leaf Blade threatens both celio and Lantern. And because of the Rock type, it can it can do some chip damage on Cradle Leaf, but it won't be able to finish the job.
1: Yeah, and and Celio and Dedenne so are gonna... both kind of games of chicken in, in their own way, where Celio is mostly going to outlast you, even if you land a Leaf Blade, but... The will-they-won't-they they with the player F.
0: Right. And I think in this case, it was just a matter of how we could line up our Pokemon between Blindflip and Musical Pumpkin, or Pikmin. And so I'm going to I'm gonna kind of jump over to Fletch story, who unfortunately lost a Heartbreaker, but is still in contention. They also tied in their Primeval slot, but Aaron WG... On the Switchmaster side, brought in a Milotic and a Gudra, so you got that pseudo double dragon core going on over there.
1: Another Great League Gudra,
0: and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Gudra does deserve to fight in Great League.
1: <laughs> here, here they're taking the win over a Shifteri, but right. a- again, this is this and is this I'm is not... another three apiece in the Primeval.
0: Yeah, I'm not really sure what they're what they're doing over there. It's just a lot of chicanery, to be quite frank.
1: Which which I'm matches... I'm honestly
0: surprised that you can get a Great League uh, Gumi or Great League Gudra.
1: It has to be a wild spawn to be able to get down there. Unless unless you're just you're doing yeah. more egg hatch shenanigans, then you can obviously hatch them smaller. But,
0: mm-hmm. And so, kind of looking at the other ones, we had a 3 with the Mega Charizard X and Master League, and then a three-o with with our the, the best Pokemon in the entire Great and the entire Celestial Cup in Flygon.
1: Fly, Flygon answered back. It was 3-0 the other way.
0: Yeah. Well, there's also the Pidgeot, which I don't think did did anything on this this time out
1: yeah <laughs> two rock types and a lantern <laughs> not, it was it's a it's a great it's a great looking pokemon it got to be mascotted this time but yeah i don't i don't think no, it, I, I don't think it had a lot to do
0: <laughs> if you could allow mega pidgeot on the team that would be just great
1: this is this is an aside, but one of the craziest visual glitches I've seen somewhat recently is I was watching someone stream GBL on Discord for Ultra League, and they were running a Pidgeot, and for whatever reason, it appeared as its mega form in the battle, <laughs> not... Oh, I know that glitch. Not that the stats, not that the, that stats, not that the stats were different or anything. But <laughs> it was just like, oh, okay, we're running Mega Pidgeot now. <laughs> it was, I saw that it was put up on,
0: on Reddit. Like I saw that put on Reddit, and I was very, I was very, very amused with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> i mean they reddit probably has figured out better what actually causes it but at the time it was just like okay so this will just happen randomly with pokemon that you've mega evolved before or... <laughs> pretty much yeah great need to see some mega Scissor but in some think, ultra league battles
0: but well, it's only if you send out the scissor it's gonna look like it but if on your opponent it won't look that way yeah. That, that makes me feel
1: better. I mean it does make me feel a little better. There was I mean it reminds me of just just to just to quickly wrap up, there were a few times where I had tournament games where I threw out a Pokemon and nothing appeared. But when I asked my opponent about it later, they said it was there and it was fine. I was like, Okay, so it's just freaking me out, not freaking my opponent out.
0: <laughs> so Going back to going back to copper tier real quick. So it started out perfectly balanced. Then the last three weeks have been all over the place, and now we only have four scenarios that will cause it to not kind of spiral out of control. But yeah, <laughs> eventually the chaos has corrected itself.
1: It is. I'm gonna I'm gonna start that sentence over. I am glad <laughs> that even if Fletch and story doesn't win this week it's looking like they'll still likely be enough game points ahead to be promoted over Utah Pokemon Rangers.
0: And that's at the end of the day that's kind of where we're going towards but Fletch and Norella's story is almost all but locked up their their spot.
1: Yeah that's that's what I mean is the the top three are basically locked unless so, how much would Utah have to actually win by?
0: Eight. They would. They would need a win by. They would need a win by at least eight points to tie with Fletch Cinderella Story. And with Fletch Cinderella Story, need eleven to win. That would put them at one hundred and nine. So they so Yeah, so they
1: would. Mean, they would need to make pretty unprecedented victory over Fletch Cinderella to take their slot.
0: Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. But, so you it's, know it's really in the open we had a I was like in open we had a twenty one to nothing, and then an iron we had a twenty to one score, so weirder things have happened.
1: I, I think we're ignoring the twenty one oh in open based on what ended up happening later with them dropping out, but yeah, the twenty ones and 19-2s have occurred just just not at at this current tier this cycle.
0: Right. And you know sometimes that's just the way it goes with the the way that the the weekends shape up. Maybe somebody they just had your number that week. Maybe you just didn't have too much too well of a good time. But you know it, it's it's not unprecedented. But we also have to remember that it's not like unheard of. It's not like super common either. It it, it can happen, and when it does, we can just. Hold our heads high and say, you know what? This wasn't our week. Let's come back and do well the next week.
1: And then maybe, maybe you talked about it already, but I think the bottom three are locked up too. I think, I think we know exactly what's going to happen in copper. But With... that, I mean, that'll make it that much more interesting yeah. if, if something manages to change. But I, I think the bottom can't actually change unless Wu Tangela pulls a huge upset.
0: Well, like I said, weirder things have happened before. so We know that two spots are locked into relegation already. But I think Wu-Tangela will will kind of give a a very hard run for the money of beginner to winner. Or I could be completely wrong and I'll just eat my words next week. I'm okay with that.
1: It's okay. We'll find out together.
0: (laughs) Alrighty. And so that is... Is there anything else you want to take a look at before we move on to bronze tier?
1: I'm, I'm good going into, and then there was one.
0: Alrighty, and then there was one. The, the most chaotic tier because of a freaking tie way back when, a month ago. Or a month and a half ago. So, in bronze tier, at the very top, by one whole point because of a tie, we have disputing and screaming. With the crying Vaporeon. Uh,
1: only, only catchable on the nose by Battle Club Orlando because they also have the tie point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and coincidentally, they have the final promotion spot. I do want to point something out that I think is very interesting. Disputant and Screaming has the lowest amount of points on the... In the uh, players that are fighting for promotion with 88, yet they're sitting on top of SoCal Swablu Blue and Pogo Raiders that are in the upper 90s. It just goes to show you what a tie can do, and what a tie can take away.
1: Well, yeah, and it's and it's <laughs> it's making that conversion of, of getting into a uh, bout win still puts you at the top, even if the disparity of battle points isn't as high
0: right however dispute and screaming doesn't is this is one of those rare scenarios where dispute and screaming doesn't have their their promotion locked up because they need they need a win against the pogo raiders and if they if pogo raiders loses and say a team like c kingpin wins they oh no actually i was gonna say they can sneak in but Sea Kingpin doesn't have that many wins on its own so they still might be safe they just might be in fourth instead of third
1: and they'd be having to steal the win off of SoCal Swablu Blue
0: right and you know I thought this was going to be the championship match with Sea Kingpin versus SoCal Swablu Blue however that has kind of lost its luster a little bit
1: I mean, I, I will say, though, like, just between those two, like, there's some pretty high-quality matchups happening in the in the last bout for this tier, especially when, compared to Copper, where... Right. There, nothing is getting decided down there. It's, it's already basically over. This one is... Act, this one actually matters for most of the matchups.
0: Right, and with this one, you... Like... Like I said at the at the start of way back, and I think in episode two or three. No, I want to say episode two. C Kingpins, the bronze tier was C Kingpins tier to lose, and they've done they they had a heck of a run. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna short them that or give them throw any shade towards it. They have unfortunately dropped a few games that could have gone either way, and they're getting they're getting essentially passed over because of a tie of all things because had battle club orlando lost and they did that final match battle club orlando would be sitting underneath c kingpin and c kingpin would be in that fourth and that fourth slot or maybe that was just the play for battle club orlando to tie who knows
1: (laughs) They, they kept themselves in contention
0: well, at the time, I thought they were they were on the outside looking in, but now they're on they're on the inside, and it's a it's something. I, I'm definitely saying it's something.
1: Meanwhile, NMPVP took their first win in bout eight.
0: Yeah, good job, y'all. They
1: and they beat the, they beat the team that the bout prior beat SoCal Swablu Blue.
0: All right, so I and, and swablu and swablu and NMP. Okay, so here's the circle of suck now. So swablu blue, the blue NMPVP, who beat the swell sprouts, who beat SoCal swablu blue. blue. Uh, I was, uh, the circle I was, I was looking at the the dojo comrades. Oh, you <sighs> let me want? get my eraser. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, NMPVP beat dojo comrades who beat socal swablu blue who beat nmpvp ah is that better we've created a circle (laughs) yes we have (laughs) we've officially created the circle i'm sure i can get a bigger circle if i had more time but i have to prepare for my match for my match this week i'm not on the bench oh well Alrighty. so (laughs) this is taco's first completed circle of suck and i love it (laughs)
1: We, I mean, and it's a it's a really surprising one, especially. Oh man, I, I got to know what happened there. But who was who was the hero
0: for N, uh, on NM?
1: It lo- I mean, it looks like everyone pulled weight. They won every slot except Celestial, but even there, they picked up a point. So right, the, and then of course you had the
0: three zero because yeah, of staff corrections again. Well,
1: yeah, and the Master League sweep obviously helps, but everyone winning also helps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when everyone wins, the team wins. It's a very, it's a very simple, simple concept.
1: There's another. What's not to get? They brought a, they brought a low pony and sorceress. That's the second one of those I've seen for about eight. Got them one point ahead. Oh. Um, does
0: low pony have access to charm?
1: No, but it does have double kick. Okay, which was you know one of the newly buffed moves, and right, we had. Right. We had Swampert take over a Venusaur team by one point.
0: Now that is something that's really intriguing. I did not think that that would happen.
1: I mean, obviously you want to keep those points of the triangle away from each other, but it wasn't, and it's it's not only the Swampert, it's Swampert Lantern beat a Venusaur team.
0: Apes together strong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, moving up, Tyrant picked up another point over another tyrant team? picked up a win yeah
0: and then you also had yeah tyrant's the only one that really sticks out i wish i had a good tyrant to use i think i have a is decent that one one of those pokemon that i was gonna say is that one of those pokemon you need to be at level 100 or level 100
1: yeah <laughs> you have level 100 on the brain after the scarlet and violet teaser today right yep
0: yep yep i i do have it from the terrestrializing one well it's it's but what the, i was saying was, the dens right it, it does like i'm really excited and in the in the discord i'm gonna start putting up like switch where a place where so you can put your switch codes that you can invite and of course you can stream on it once i set up the the bots but aside from that like I'm preemptively making the server Pokemon Go and Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. you though gonna... we won't talk much about Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> you're,
1: you're gonna need a, a few people to sprint through the game to be ready for those battles.
0: Oh, well, like I said, like I said last week, I when I get the game, uh, I'm not I'm calling off the night before or the morning of, and I'm just staying up all night and playing it so I can beat the game, at least the important parts of the game. And then while that's going on, I'll be in Pokemon Sword and Eevee training and Ivy breeding a team that is Paldea compatible. And then when I'm able to migrate it over in 2023, I'll have a team set up that I can use to take to like regionals and stuff and then go to Worlds in Japan and go to the Pokemon Center and have a lot of fun. And that's so, the so you're
1: gonna play. you're gonna give me a, a pace for the team, right? So I can also compete in the, the video game championship.
0: Yeah, I'll give you something. Awesome. Especially like with their with hyper training being a thing, everything can just be like six IP if you want it to.
1: I think I I think I found our hero too in the matchup, just above the, the tyrant, the other prime evil. Oh. I think Evo Stevo had an awful matchup and came out a game ahead somehow. That one is is really impressive to me. Yeah. See, you had he had double electric yeah, into double
0: rock, double dragon. Yeah, double rock and a double dragon. That's that's a rough double rock, double electric of all things. It's a double dragon,
1: triple rock.
0: That's rough, but yeah, I think I mean Frostlast definitely probably did some put some work into here.
1: Maybe, but I mean, Aurorus and, and Feeny and Sudou are all pretty scary for Frostlast <laughs> too. So. Dude, I, I think maybe... I think Snorlax did the work.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot it, it has superpower or yeah. earthquake.
1: Yep. Also, can I learn earthquake?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But then maybe they for if they foregone body slam and just use nuking moves. <laughs> that would be something.
1: nukes only Snorlax.
0: Hey, that's how I able. That's how I took a, a match off of Big Dude from the Thunderdome server. I used Beware and just. I just used straight superpower and everything was went unshielded, and I said, "All right, I'm in this for the long haul now." I'm taking Beware to the top, <laughs> I took a teddy bear to the top.
1: <laughs> I mean, I I, I really loved I really loved Beware in that meta.
0: It was so great, like it was so. It, it should not have worked as well as it did. Everyone was making fun of it. Just because it was a it shouldn't have been rated the number one Pokemon on PV Poke. <laughs> and it was bad. It was really bad. But it was so fun to use.
1: I have I have breaking news from someone who just sent me a message on Discord. Oh. Hey, what's the news? It's a it's a shiny Pika <gasps>
0: Really?
1: What's a Hundo at twenty?
0: Good question.
1: Hold on, I'm about to find out. It's a five twenty five Pikachu shiny that's a nice one. I'm just admiring it for a moment. The Hundo, by the way, if you're curious, <laughs> is, is a 536. So it's pretty close.
0: Oh, that's pretty close. That's at probably a 91 or 90, 93.
1: Yeah, it depends on the stat, but 90 plus ish.
0: That's fair. That was kind of jumming back into. Kind of me back into it. Disputing and screaming had a heck of a day against the the Thunderdome. I'm willing to bet the only reason why they won was because of that 3-0 in Rollins Matt versus Sean from LA. Ah, I see why they lost. Sean from LA used a Kingdra instead of Flygon.
1: I, I want Kingdra to work so bad. <laughs> Anywhere.
0: Kingdra needs a different charge move that doesn't Costs energy, a lot of energy.
1: It needs something.
0: Give it flash cannon, or no?
1: <laughs> no, they nerfed that move too.
0: <laughs> I know. That's why I said, wait, no, not that one. Give it muddy water.
1: I think that's. I think that's where we landed last time. Is if it's gonna be debuff style, you might as well yeah do something a little spammier.
0: Right, but then everyone's like, but you gave it octazuka, so why not just leave Octazooka, and then we can just go, well, you see, the thing is, is very expensive.
1: Well, okay, it's it's expensive for a spammy move, but honestly, that just makes it a coin flip Pokemon, which uh, never feels great. (laughs) I mean, it, (laughs) it feels great when you win the coin flip, but if you're not winning the coin flip and you're getting no debuff and no shield out of the Octazuka, like that that's awful.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not a fun feeling either. Especially
1: with the with the extra bulk in Ultra League, like it just compounds the problem. Yeah. Was there was there other matchup stuff that is maybe sticking out to the taco here? Hmm.
0: I see Big Dude brought Golbat in the open in the open league. And Golbat looks like put in some work against Against Ziffy's Venusaur, Umbreon, or excuse me, Azumarill, and possibly Umbreon with the amount of with the amount of what's the word I'm looking for? Wasn't I? Yeah, that's it. The debuff move.
1: The, the the debuff stacks. I mean, you can't you can't yeah. nuke it with normal Golbat unless you have the purified one, which is a lot of fun if you have it as an option. <laughs> but uh,
0: oh, the return. Yeah. Alright, I'm going to give a little bit of a hot take here, so... Here we go. Don't be too offended. But I thought, or I, I figured that Return was better before the buff, and just let it be as spammy as possible.
1: Did did you have a Pokemon in mind for that?
0: Yeah. Uh, so before Dragonair got access to Body Slam... I knew you were going to say I Dragonair. Loved, I, yep. <laughs> my whole team was built around... Return Dragonair and it was just so good but I was unable to use it when they when they buffed it because it was just so so hard to get to that I had to rebuild my entire team.
1: Yeah, I think other I other think available
0: of... options could be Sableye, just have more spam out of it, maybe Goldat, and that's all I got off the top of my head right now.
1: <laughs> I was just gonna say the other ones that were sort of could go either way, were like uh, Persian and the Dusclops.
0: Oh yeah, that could be a good one to hit the, the normals.
1: Yeah, where the nuke option is, is still fine because obviously Dusclops doesn't have anything <laughs> except for return. Right.
0: <laughs> right, and that's why like I think that, like I, I think overall it's the move return has done great, has done great things to be another nuke option me personally i would have preferred it the other way but i'll learn and i'll get over it but that's my my tacos hot take because we're not doing a salsa bar this week this has
1: been tacos hot take
0: (laughs) (laughs) tacos tamale copyright trademark 2022
1: i do think big dude really lucked out that there wasn't a traditional fighter on the other side I guess. But like, oh man, this crafty would have done so well. But, oh yeah. But they had basically three and a half Pokemon that were pretty vulnerable to counter damage, and then two and a half <laughs> to to play back against it. So.
0: Right, and so like, sometimes that's the way it goes. You win some, or you look out. You don't look out. But in this case, big dude congrats on your on your hard-fought win dude
1: i like how you added dude at the end
0: i know i i didn't even mean to at the at that point
1: <laughs> it just happened
0: so i think that covers everything we wanted to talk about this week trying to get it out before the the final bout so to speak they started <laughs>
1: no no preview this time no no accidental match points sneaking in as we we're recording
0: <laughs> i know no, well, no matchups either so it's just
1: totally blind
0: yeah well guys and gals and dragon tamers and the lot and fairy lovers we love you that listen to us too <laughs> this is going to be a little bit of a different episode we're not going to do the break in community question because we wanted to talk about these bouts and this be the main focus so we spent a little more time on them we hope you guys enjoyed listening to the potential previews and our theory crafting and listening to our tinfoil hats come on and such until next time y'all we will be back next week for a lovely we will be back next week for our regularly scheduled programming until next time keep your dragon fangs sharp and we will see you all next time
1: this is going to be a really fun recap i can already tell